You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program is sponsored by the Sativa Talk podcast. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Hello, welcome to another episode of Sativa Talk Podcast, where we have blunt conversations. We like to talk about cannabis, of course, whether if you are a vet, newbie, or just curious, we got you covered. And we will get into some lifestyle and entrepreneurship as well. We are celebrating episode number nine. Nine is one of my favorite numbers. Um, No particular reason. My birthday is 929.89, so... I just feel like nine means something. I like nines too. It's the number of the ancestors, you know. Oh, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's like Ooh. we see like repeating nines is like an ancestor thing. Okay, I'll share. This is gonna be a good episode. Yes. Okay. Additional to that, as for the font, um the number nine holds a special rank. It's associated with forgiveness, compassion, and success on the positive side, as well as arrogance and self-righteousness on the negative, according to numerologists. It represents completion, although not a final ending, more like a fulfillment of one cycle so that you can prepare to initiate to the next one. It's a recognition of life's ongoing ebb and flow. Number nine, here we go. Ooh, bars. Yeah. yeah. And as you can hear, today's co-host is a regular here at STP. Yes, I've made an abbreviation, so I'm just roll that. with it. I, I like that. Yeah, Drayshire like Glacier. That's right. That's me. Hey, good morning. Hey, girl. Well, thanks for coming back and having my back. Anytime. Like folk flats. You know. Now I gotta give a special thanks to my sponsors, the Business Entertainment West. They are in the business of providing entertainment on the West Coast. You can find them on Instagram at bizentwest underscore Vegas and tell them thank you for bringing Angie T back to the airwaves. Now we we are still in the midst of Black History Month so we got some things we want to get into and I have some announcements for you guys as well so let's go ahead and hop onto the weed news. This very interesting story so officers in montgomery county maryland they held an event they actually have this event two three times a year where they pick up cannabis smokers as volunteers uh get give get them high feed them cheetos and pizza and then watch them make a damn fool of themselves basically this is an effort for officers to determine whether someone is too high to drive now the participants are engaging in a 30-minute consumption session followed by an impairment evaluation inside the building and repeat the cycle during the second consumption session officers asked if any volunteers want to add any alcohol to the mix and I, you know, I can't give all the credit to Maryland because according to this article, this exercise is increasingly being held at police agencies nationwide. Interesting. Girl, in Virginia, they are considering <laughs> an oral mouth swab similar to the breathalyzer. Of course, this is not admissible in court, but it can lead to a probable cause for an extensive blood test. Now, let all that sink in for just a second. Because mm. who's paying for this weed party? Ain't that something? The taxpayers are paying <laughs> for it. Now, this, I guess I get what they're trying to do. And the, the volunteers, they're just, you know, yeah, we're going to do it. Let's, it's a free free time to get stoned. Why not? But I get what they're doing. Or what it sounds like is that they're trying to determine, like you said, if someone is too high to do whatever. 
so kind of I guess how they came up with the 0.08 blood alcohol or uh, yeah, blood alcohol contents or whatever. You know, when you're driving but that's drunk. Still, but you're not looking at someone and being like, you know what? You look like you a point two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't like the idea of leaving that up to your own individual discretion. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of things when it comes to the law is up to individual discretion. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's giving war on drugs again. <laughs> it's always giving that. And I say that because I also find an article talking about Rhode Island. So it's 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 complete opposite. So six Rhode Island uh, legislators have sponsored a bill that aims to find groups of three or more if cannabis or other hallucinogenic substances are present in any premises, private property, or resident. The first offense offenders will be charged five hundred dollars. The second offense seven hundred and fifty, and uh, subsequent offenses uh, set as a thousand dollars. Keep in mind that black people in Rhode Island are eight times more likely to be arrested or fined than non-black people, as Rhode Island has doubled the number in dispensaries in the state and collecting over one point six million in total revenue during the first week of opening. Why we can't just live our life? I thought this was the land of the free and the home of the brave. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it's 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 um this is how serious we have to be about the the cannabis realm. If yeah. we truly want opportunity, if we truly want to make a way, uh, and and feel confident about our our younger ones coming up in the world, right? We got to be aware of these bills that are trying to be passed in the um in the the stop and search I don't know look you over and see if you're too high because honestly we can't even really tell someone's uh, tolerance by just looking at them exactly and everyone's tolerance is going to be different based on so many things you know body weight body mass and their how often they partake um, THC percentage they put Keith in it right it's so So, many it's so many things um yeah wow so what would you what is your suggestion for how people can actually be more um, involved with learning about what these laws are and what would what should they do in order to I guess speak their um, concerns what what are you what are those steps like okay first I would suggest you tune into the Sativa Talk podcast number one tuning in every week every and week. I'll keep you up to date but no uh, <laughs> seriously um, joining some groups. Uh, joining some cannabis reform groups that will keep, you know, at least join the email listing so you can at least kind of peep your head in, see where you need to go, because we will give you a call to action. We will let you know, meet us here at City Hall for public comment. Hey, or just send an email and we'll read your public comment. There's ways to get involved. So um, you don't have to feel like you. Well, yeah, you do need to tune in here, but there are ways for you to get involved in so you can be in the know. So you're not catching it at the end after the bill is already passed. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of being in the know, it was a good segue, girl. You didn't even know it. So I do want to get a shout out to CEIC because, um, as you know, right now, Nevada is now in a legislative session. And one of the bills um, from CEIC would be pushing for is the Juvenile Possession Reform Bill, which means instead of sending our youth to detention centers and charging them um with misdemeanors or things of that sort, they will receive rehabilitation and education. It is said that possession of cannabis is the number two of the top 10 most common charges amongst our youth. Mm. So instead of, you know, like I said, misdemeanor charges, felony charges, fines, things of that sort, let's educate. Let's rehabilitate. Let's not ruin people's records before they get a chance to actually live their life. And maybe we'll have a more 
successful society. Mm. I mean, one one could hope. So, yeah. all I know is I don't need. Don't sign me up. Don't I ain't. Try, that don't sound like a good time. You gonna pick me up in your in your car and we gonna go where? You gonna take me to what building? And and we gonna smile. And, and then y'all gonna feed them pizza. Like, what if I don't want pizza? I hate the stigma of the thought mm-hmm. of like people who smoke uh, cannabis. You know, oh, all we eat is junk food right. and pizza. No, I need some sushi. Actually, sushi pho. Hello. Um, and I prefer all you can eat because I'm kind of hungry. That's a fact. But I don't want no pizza. Right. It's okay. probably gonna be little little Caesars or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, you didn't bring these orange boxes in here. <laughs> you got to do better than that. And you know you got to eat them while they hot. Yeah, right. It's going to be eating cardboard at that point with That's cheese on it. You may as well eat the box. Yeah. <laughs> the box has the cheese color on it. Velveeta. Mm-mm. Oh, my Mm-mm. gosh. Okay. All right. Switching gears a little bit. So, I wanted to talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. That pizza is nasty. I don't know how they in business. I mean, I guess I get it, you know. Pizza for every caliber of person. For so long. You know? The disrespectful part is the fact that they're raising the prices. Like, the pizza ain't $5 no more. <laughs> Let me tell you, I hate the pizza so much, I hate that color orange. <laughs> if I see that color, if somebody's wearing it, I despise them. I'm like, ugh, ugly. Orange. Mm. This orange on my nails? No, not, okay. that's not the we orange. Good? Yeah, that's okay. more like a, that's a different orange. Okay, thank you. Mm-mm. Wipe sweat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, the um the dating profile here in Los. Well, yeah, I mean that's where I live, but I'm pretty sure you've probably experienced something. You as in the listener. Um, something that kind of brought to my attention. I feel like I just need to let it out. So, sir, if you get if you inbox me and mm-hmm. pursue me for years. Not years. And I find out you have a wife in Africa. It's time for me to send her a message in the bottle. I'm telling. <laughs> I am telling. Sir. What? Yeah. Okay. So listen. Boom. Okay. Been pursued. Like yeah, like I said, about three years. Like consistent pursuing. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, okay, fine. Let's get, you know, we can get lunch or something. Something light. You know, we talked about this. Mm-hmm lunch so I can get in and get out if I need to. Right. And uh, so yeah. So that was great. Where y'all go? (laughs) (laughs) It was a good spot. We went to Calabash. Okay. It's actually really good. I do like Calabash. Really good food. Mm -hmm. So we go there. Good conversation. Blah, blah, blah. So baby. Okay. He he throws out there um Cause I asked, you know, hey, have you ever been married? He was like, yeah, I was married uh, back in Africa, but um, it, we tried to get her to come here, but it was a lot of paperwork, so we just left her married in Africa, <laughs> and you married in America. Now, this is the thing. This is what I have no, learned. No, he was single in America. No, exactly. he's married he's in, in Africa. This is what I've heard that men, and I don't know why y'all trifling like this. <laughs> And maybe women are trying like this too, but not me. But that it's kind of this idea of when I'm with you, I'm with you. But mm. when I'm not with you, then you should be okay. Like, mm. you know, like, it's just like, you know, when we together, it's like zip code bros or something like that. Like, wherever they are, if they're not with you, they by themselves. Mm. And I just... And is this a vice versa thing or is it just one-sided? I, I just know that I've heard this on the men's end and I'm sure that 
women do similar things, but they haven't like made it a rule of thumb, <laughs> you know. Now, if we're dating, I can see people taking that approach, right? I can see people being like, yeah. okay, when we, you know, when we each other's presence, we're going to respect each other's space. Right. But when, you know, but if we together. If we together and it's known, you, we together across all zip codes and national borders to on you. all of the unofficial waters, we are together. Private resident, public That's places, McDonald's or Calabash. Little Seas. Little Seas. Wherever, wherever we're we together, are. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I just find it very disrespectful. So, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, it just seems it sounds like it's going to be years of struggle mm-hmm. and crying mm-hmm. and just loneliness. And then what? I don't even. What's this lady? I don't want to have a doll of me out there. No, it's you're just, funny. And this is the other thing that, just like you're saying, I think culturally, being mindful of who you're dating culturally, like. Mm-hmm. In so in hey in that culture culture, it's okay to have a couple wives and you know, polygamy is a thing in in other people's cultures. So if you're not down mm. with that lifestyle, then that's not obviously not the person for you. Absolutely, and I'm I'm all for it. I think but he that to some men are actually built. Uh, they built to be able to handle a polyamorous type of relationship. Mm. What do you mean by built? Like okay, so some men I think. In polyamorous, you are giving equally to two, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so some are not built like that, right? So mm-hmm. giving to two means uh, making two women or two, whatever your partners are, making them feel equally comfortable. Well, sometimes you don't have that and it can be used as a weapon. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, you didn't want to do it. So I'm going to go over here to girlfriend mm-hmm, number two. Mm-hmm. That's not how polyamorous is supposed to operate it's supposed to be cohesive we're all working together mm-hmm. towards one goal mm-hmm. and i mean you some people just you can't even please one person why are you bringing two people here That's to disappoint and, right and the other piece of that when you say built or equipped equipped i generally think financially because mm-hmm. i'm that like too. don't don't try to have multiple women and you I, don't have multiple bank accounts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I shouldn't be calling my daddy for some money. Right. If right. I got two of y'all at home. Right. Could you imagine splitting the rent three ways? I'm just saying. Mm-mm. That sounds lovely. That's, it does, it sound does good. actually. It yeah. sounds wonderful. But it would be better. You're right. <laughs> I, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, he's paying my mortgage, he's paying her mortgage, and mm. we're all good. Because I think traditionally in polyamorous, you know, lifestyles and relationships and across the board. Okay. The, and, you know, we live in a different world. So you guys can say whatever partner you want to have or whatever those roles look like, gender roles, whatever. But if I'm thinking traditionally, the provider is the man and he's providing for Mm. those women equally. That's wonderful. No split. No split. So you're all in the pocket. All in the pocket. I mean, like I said, you know, if it were a split by three ways, I don't think that's a terrible thing. It's definitely better than they on the come up. solo dolo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the sales the the the, the savings accounts should be balling right now. Yeah. But um if you're just trying to dip dip your uh pogo stick wherever you want, just because that's what you want to do, it's not only about, you know, yeah. sex, sexual satisfaction. Absolutely. So with all that being said, I come Ooh. to the conclusion, don't try it because I'm telling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sick of it. It's... How do you pursue somebody for years and forget? Talking about I'm not married here. The paperwork didn't go through. Yeah. I'm tired <laughs> of telling married men to back off in my inbox. <laughs> I'm 
serious. It's like a plethora of them. And I'm yeah. like, bro, y'all it's trifling. It's, it's low-key scary. Yeah, it is. So, looks like we got to add that to the check. Um, <laughs> the top, you know, oh, that's what I meant to ask. The five questions you should ask a person um, on a date, definitely. Um, mm. uh, are you or were you married? Um, you working? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do I you think, do? You know, it's a generic question, but uh, I need to know. I've had a person <laughs> lollygag around that answer f- for three dates. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I, I do a little. Yeah. And then I walk and and like the conversation was so good. I walked away and then I told my friend, like, oh yeah, I went out and did it. So what does he do? And I was like, Well, I He's don't in the mob. Know. <laughs> I don't know what he does. So what was another question you should ask? Um, I think another question is Do you have children? Mm. Mixed with that question. What's your relationship like with them? Mm-hmm. 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 And specifically with the children, because I've dated, I mean, I've stopped dating a guy because I found out that he had a kid that he didn't know where the kid was. I'm like, how am I going to date you? Absolutely. And you have a whole human being with half of your cells out in the world. You know where, don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Now, in the event that I have share cells with you and make a human person... You're going to be MIA on us, too? Mm-hmm. Where do so, you draw the line? Yeah. Absolutely. And then also, when people say that they do have kids, I always pay attention in the conversations moving forward. Because people with kids talk about their kids. Yep. And so, if you don't never mention nothing, not a mm-hmm. school play, not a soccer game, mm-hmm. a TV show they watch all the time, nothing, never. Nothing. Mm. I also like to know how old they are. See, I find that if the child is under five Mm -hmm. Honestly, under like seven for me. Mm -mm. It's some dibbling and dabbling that could possibly still be happening. Mm, Is that what happened? With the mommy dear. The kids got to be a certain age with me. Okay. They got to be a certain age. I always, yeah. Do you got a two-year-old? Uh-uh. Really? Absolutely not. It's just too fresh. It's too soon. Uh -uh. Mm, What would be my number cut off? Yeah. Hmm. I'm more into teenage Maybe like kids. five. <laughs> teenage, for real. You've already got your thing Y'all should be done by now. Okay. Yeah. This is a whole conversation. We're going to have to come revisit that because I never thought about the age mm-hmm. cutoff. Like, it's, not, that age. it's not the fact of you having kids. How old is How old the are they? Oh, they nine months. <laughs> She's actually still in the hospital. <laughs> she had a baby tomorrow. <laughs> No. Okay. All right. All right. Let's move on. I do want to talk about this. Like I said, it's Black History Month. Um, it looks like the Malcolm X family is filing a hundred million dollar lawsuit against New York City Police Department Ka-ching. for their role in covering up the evidence related to his assassination. Mm. In addition to that, they have plans to include New York City, New York State, the District Attorney's Office, the FBI, and the CIA. The wrongful mm. death suit alleges that the government agencies purposely withheld evidence from the men who were wrongfully convicted. Two of the convicted men uh, spent over two decades behind bars before being exonerated in 2021. Now, one of them actually passed away in 2009, and the other was awarded $36 million for wrongful conviction. Side note, I feel like the one that passed away, his family should get hit that. They need to get something. Yeah, something. Now, the family of X believes that since law enforcement dropped the ball with bringing X's actual killers to justice, they should be compensated. Um, Crump says that the lawsuit is about those who conspired with the trigger man to carry out the slang. 
Now, right now, it's unclear exactly what the evidence the government suppressed in X's case, but his family has fought for justice for years. The government has long been believed to have covered critical facts in the case. Some even argue that the government aided in assassins in carrying out the murder plot. So far, none of the agencies have commented publicly about the lawsuit. Ask Fred Hampton. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Ask you. Fred. Yeah. That's Fred and his family. Did you see the, that movie? Um, um, Black Messiah movie? Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay. I just feel like they need to run in that check. But the thing, the challenge is, is why they would, I mean, obviously they're going to not, they don't want to give up $100 million. But if they do that for Malcolm X's family, there's a long list mm-hmm. of wrongfully convicted people mm-hmm. and families that are going to say, oh, well, my turn too. Run Absolutely. me my check. Absolutely. So I think that's going to be a very, very long, continuously long, um, you know, case. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, hey, you fight for what you feel is right. They've been that's fighting for years. So, you know, a couple more won't hurt. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to a little bit of other crazy things that's going on out here. I know Florida is just floridering. Like always. Florida man. Yeah. (laughs) Florida man. (laughs) Ate an alligator raw. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Yeah. So what's going on, girl? Uh, Yeah, so this is what I saw. Um, A new proposed bill in Florida um, filed by Senator Lauren Book um, seeks to protect dogs on public highways. So they say that basically you'd be banned from having dogs stick their head out of the car um, windows. Now, they're saying that it's based off of safety. You know, as a driver, you got to be watching the dog and seeing what the dog is doing, and you should be watching the road. And they're saying that um, you'll be banned from driving with their dogs if the dog is seen out of the window. Who's keeping tabs? That's my question. Uh Who's keeping tabs? I remember seeing that schnauzer, and they're like... Why are we passing laws that nobody can even pay yeah, it attention to? It sounds like to? you're encouraging harassment. That's another fact. Um, but they did say that they weren't going to discriminate. And if you have a cat with their cat's head <laughs> out of the window, <laughs> that, that that also applies. Um, do cats do that? I don't think they do that. I don't know people that put cats in their car. But <laughs> different strokes for different folks. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, basically, also the same rule would include putting dogs in crates if they're being transported via truck. Um, Wow. The new law would make declawing of cats illegal if not medically necessary. And if you did it, you face a $1,000 fine. And the bill also limits cosmetic testing on animals, which, you know, sure, we believe in cruelty-free products. But, again, how are we going to... Who's going to... Who's keeping tabs? What's the... uh, What entity is going to keep tabs on how many cats have been declawed? Or wh- who gets the thousand dollars? Because you declawed so your cat. So many questions. Wh- wh- um, now, okay, I'm all. If there's a way to get around the animal cruelty, I'm all for it. You know, sure. But if it comes between a human or a rat, <laughs> survival of the fittest. But Little. um. You know. So yeah, so dogs have been sticking their heads out the window for years, like exactly. forever. Like I have two pit bulls, and they would just breathe down the back of my neck the whole ride <laughs> if they didn't get the window down. Yeah, I don't want. That's going to be more of a distraction. So we more are, of a distraction to I the f- driver. I feel like 
um, Florida is heading for a good lockdown. I mean, first we remove the um, the teaching of African American history, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, wait, we got more. We're not just There's tackling more. that dogs. Y'all been dogging a little bit too <laughs> too breezy out here, and so don't stick your head out the window. So I don't know about that. And the fine, the thousand dollar fine for it. Mm. Well, that- you'll be banned from driving with your dog. The thousand dollars are for the declawing of cats. Oh, now, okay. again, I'm just wondering. I don't. Doesn't the doesn't the state trooper have a lot more to worry about? Like the drug transport from the ships that came onto the earth onto the to I'm Florida tra- coast. And human trafficking. Human trafficking. It's a lot of like, stuff. There's so many things, and now they got them looking for Dobermans with their nose out. <laughs> This you don't need it. Well, we don't need pull it. Pull you over for your dog, and then you—they gotta look at you to gauge if you high. It's too much involvement. Let's just let's just relax. Take a beat. Man. Take a beat. Chill. Now, last but not least, uh, now I know we um, debated on bringing this up, so I'll be real quick about it because Dracia has no faith in you guys caring about this. But I have to say these things from my own conscience. So the European food experts have said that the American diet most certainly 100 percent. I'd say a thousand. Are making people sick. (gasps) What? Oh, my God. Did you say that America has the highest rate of heart disease and cancer than the whole world? (laughs) Couldn't be. What the health? (laughs) Did y'all watch that documentary? Oh, no. I thought you made that up on the spot. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it is a play on words, but What the Health is a great documentary to watch if you want some real statistics on it. Oh, boy. Yeah. If you want to feel bad about the choices that you've made If you so want far. to obsess over <laughs> how fast you're going to die based off of your diet, What the Health is the documentary for you. Oh, boy. You know, and now we were talking a little bit off air. My, um, my, my, my intuition has been telling me, girl, we need to detox. Like, oh. knock, knock, knock. And you know what? I feel like there's a need for that because, Mm. I mean, there are detoxes or whatever. Or if you say like rehab, I feel like rehab isn't just for drugs and pornography. Oh, Rehab should be for food. I feel like if I could rehab my mindset Mm. around food, I know they've got like Overeaters Anonymous and stuff like that. Like, I don't need that. But I do need some, you Mm. know, some tools to help me make a better choice. When it comes down to me sitting at the table, am I going to order? You ain't lying. You know? Every time I walk out of here and I walk to my car, I smell In-N-Out Burger. Baby, I smell and that, that the burger. that animal style. Oh, my God. When it's nice and juicy. And the sauce drip a little bit. It's, it's premium customer service. They ask you, would you like to eat this in your car or are you going home? Baby, I'm, I'm, I'm not even pulling out the parking lot. They put my sandwich in a little skirt. Yeah. And so I can keep my hands clean while I eat that. Yes. And Come a little on. paper to put on your lap so you don't mess up your outfit on your way to your next. So that's what we're up against. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's why I just need to go live off the land. I can just grow my food. And... I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. We got to figure that out. Okay. Well, while we're figuring that out, we got to get out of here. The time flies when you're having fun. Oh, so, we've uh, come. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's 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 time. So uh, give us your social media and what's up. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, can I do a plug? Go for it. Cool beans. So, um, 
candle, uh, Speakeasy Candle Co. in like I think it's like Henderson area. Uh, we're doing, I say we as Mixy Mixologists is doing a, they're doing a Black History Month, Black Excellence candle making class right now. We're going, that's oh. what we're going to on Friday. Our oh, date on Friday. I, okay. Oh my God. It's okay. locked in. Yeah, it better be a calendar. <laughs> anyway, so Uncle Nearest is doing a, um, basically a fundraiser. So if you happen to drink old fashions, Every picture you take with the old fashioned and tag Uncle Nearest Whiskey. That's a whole long story. Learn about it on the internet. Um, they're going to donate a dollar to HBCUs. Nice. Okay. So take a picture with your old fashions before Black History Month's out. Tag Uncle Nearest. Okay. You want to give yourself? Oh, thing? yeah. Um, at official underscore D R E C H I R. I don't do much on there. It's okay. It's fun Stop stuff that. every now and then. Stop that. Okay. Fine. We spent a whole afternoon recording we did. videos. We did. Did and you post any? There's of them? more to come. No, I didn't. I didn't. I will. Thank you again, the Business Entertainment West, for the sponsorship. If anyone would like a mention or sponsorship, you can reach me at angt.onair at gmail.com. Thank you to Wesley in the sound room. Thanks, If you would like to run this episode back or if you missed any previous episodes, you can search for Sativa Talk Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and of course, UNLV's website. My Instagram is angt underscore onair or Facebook, Angie Tom. I'm saying don't tell nobody my last name i want to send my love and appreciation out to you guys for tuning in and i'll see you next week bye